Hey, humanoids, on today's episode of The Masked Man Show, we're going to talk about the passing of WWE Hall of Famer Bruno San Martino, the superstar shakeup in all of its glory, and what that means for Raw and SmackDown going forward. As always, we're brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where you can check out the Ringer NBA show to get every take possible regarding the NBA playoffs. And word of the wise, I will be hosting the Recapables podcast covering the fairly good television program Westworld. It comes out next week. I think it'll be up on Monday right after the show. We'll see. So be sure to subscribe to Recapables wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to check out ringer.com where there's a lot of amazing stuff. Brian Curtis's piece on the Denver Post is one of my favorite things I've read in a while. Um, I might be biased, but I think that's true. So now let's get on with the show. Ring the damn bell. Hey, Peckerheads, it's me, Peter Rosenberg, the most mage mage caster of them all. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Russ Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. This is Scott Rastin. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to hey, You know what you're listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to the Masked Man Show. Masked Man Show. Masked Man Show. Masked Show. Welcome to the Mask Man Show. I'm David Shoemaker. This is Dave Schilling. Hey! How you doing, man? Doing great. How are you? Oh, man. I feel good. I feel good. I feel bad, uh, you know, when wrestlers die. But Bruno San Martino lived a, full a long life. life a yeah. full life. You can't be um, too sad. The whole, you know, you can hear the treacly piano music playing in the background of the WWE documentary. He's one of the greatest of all time. Um, weirdly, one of the least... I mean, not weirdly. I, I mean, I can speak almost personally here. He existed more as an idea than as a, uh, you know, a, an actual wrestler for a lot of people. Yeah, because he was around before, you know, the WWF really became entertainment mm-hmm. for the masses as opposed to a, you know, an oddity like professional wrestling was for many years. It reminds me in a way of Elgin Baylor. Yeah, the uh, the Laker great who recently got a statue at Staples Center. Uh, there's not a lot of footage of him. The games themselves were not exciting on the level of modern basketball. And similarly, there's not a ton of Bruno footage to watch. I mean, there is, but I mean, there's lots of Bruno footage. But but I but you're right in the sense that like his one of the things that made him so legendary was that he wrestled a lot. Yeah, I mean, he was like. Like riding the train back and forth from Pittsburgh to New York, a lot of his career just doing multiple shots a week, and and you know the the real like body of work. Uh, I mean, even for people that that you know have watched his great matches, watched his title matches, uh, watch what they have of him on the network and on YouTube, it's just impossible to wrap your mind around um, how significant he was. Of course, he he famously beat uh, Buddy Rogers in forty eight seconds, winning his first WWWF. Try that, Kurt Angle. Uh, championship and uh and then was sort of that was you know the passing of the torch he was the you know the biggest star in northeastern wrestling for a long long time he held the title for what eight years in his first run and then again for four more um uh, you know broke his neck made a comeback 
Uh, oh, oh yeah, he lost the belt. That's this is one of the great like like wrestling in its modern form. You know, in in its very earliest modern form things, he dropped the belt to Ivan Koloff, um, which was supposed to be a, a trans. He was supposed to be a transition champion to Pedro Morales, I believe, and then it didn't work, and San Martino had to reclaim the title for <laughs> four years. So like it was it was a uh, um, like the AJ Styles of his day. Is what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Just a lot um, of those matches don't really translate for the for the modern fan, and so I think it's hard for people to understand how important he was and, and, and how he was the Hulk Hogan of his time, the Stone Cold of his time. He was the biggest star in wrestling. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at WWE.com right now, who has gone full BuzzFeed. Here are nine things you need to know about Bruno, San, Bruno San Martino. He spent much of his childhood hiding from the Nazis. Mm. Good story. Uh, definitely check that out. Um, sold out MSG 188 times. Oof. I don't even think the Knicks could sell out 188 times in two years at this point. No, no. Um, yeah, I mean, if uh, yeah, I don't even know how that would work. Maybe if they get Mike Woodson back. <laughs> Let's not go off on a tangent about those sad dicks, but um, yes. He held the title for 2,803 consecutive days. Um, the first time, first two-time... <laughs> God, WWE. The first time they call him the first two-time WWE champion. I guess you trace the lineage. He was a WWE champion, but yeah, yeah. they—that's how they do their records. Is they go all the way back to the the original WWF belt in the Capital Sports days or whatever it was called. What was it called? Capital Wrestling Corporation. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were just having a conversation, or the the desk was having a conversation yesterday about how to refer to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar when he was Lou Alcindor. If it's offensive to call him Lou Alcindor when you're speaking specifically about. I kind of feel like we should call him the we should call it the WWF title. When, when he when he <laughs> held it, that's what it was. Whenever I talk about wrestling before two thousand two two thousand three, yeah, it's I always say the WWF because that's mm-hmm. what it was called. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not required to brand it as such. So I'm well, whenever you say it, your mouth is blurred out. I just want to let you <laughs> okay. know that. Um, Chase, he, he he headlined Chase Stadium three times. Those shows are amazing to watch. He did one with Zabisco. Yeah, that was after Zabisco. His his uh, protege turned on him. Great, great uh, angle there. Um, he was a good guy. This is a great kayfabe breaking point by WWE.com. He was a good guy for his entire career. A good guy. I don't know if Vince would say that if you asked him, but uh, <laughs> yeah, probably not. There were they had a lot of issues. Uh, you, I I remember. Do you remember David San Martino wrestling? Is it, am I the only, I'm probably the only one old enough to this for this? I know that he wrestled. I, I remember seeing him wrestle, and he was just this little little you know meathead. And Bruno really really wanted him to be a thing, and he came back to w, the WWF to make that happen. That and, is a curse of a lot of great wrestlers is their their sons don't always live up to the standard from your uh, Eric Gagne's to, yeah. your, uh, to your David Eric Gagne was, Yeah, no, Greg Gagne. Sorry, Greg. Greg, Greg was... Uh, Eric one, Gagne one was the about, Dodgers yeah. closer. <laughs> one thing about Greg Gagne is that he's a he's one of the great wrestling minds and doesn't... I mean, Eric Watts is who, what I was trying Eric, to say, Eric Watts. Eric Watts, um, David Flair... Uh, there's uh, uh, who is the younger Putsky anyway the, Scott Putsky Scott Putsky yeah. but the, you know I mean that's I don't know if that's the best example but um, but yeah it's you know that's what makes a, someone like Charlotte Flair who we'll talk about later so special is that you know maybe she's not to the level of Ric Flair yet but she has the potential and the talent and that doesn't come along very often um, the last note here on WWE.com is that San Martino was the namesake of singer Bruno Mars <laughs> 
I remember hearing that and not believing it. Um, I got to tell you, I woke up today and saw a text that said Bruno died. And be, this just, I you mean, thought Bruce this Willis is, passed? This is my bias. That's what someone said. No, I <laughs> no, my, I immediately thought downtown Bruno, a.k.a. Harvey Whippleman, oh, was, sure. had passed. And I was like, all right, I'm going to have to write about <laughs> downtown Whippleman. Bruno, who, you know, is a great dude. And, and that was really sad. Um, Can you get Bertha Faye on the phone? Is she still alive? Or is she, <laughs> I have no she idea. Passed? Um, but yeah, so uh, go watch go, uh, we, go watch your um, San Martino footage. We're going to have some stuff on the ringer on him, uh, you know, probably tomorrow. And, um, you know, it's sad. It's sad. I don't know that it really matters that he mended fences with WWE before he, you know, before he passed on. But um, it puts a nice bow on the story and thought, you know, as wrestling fans, that's the kind of thing that we cling to. Yeah, wrestling fans are obsessed with people getting recognized for what they did, and that's why there's the outcry for Owen Hart to go in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Or China, or all kinds of people. Um, you're right. It's good that he got the credit. Yeah. I just don't know that it's like like narrative cleanliness is really that significant. But anyway, moving on. Um, we got a superstar shakeup to talk about. Yep. Do you want to talk, before we get to the shakeup, because that'll be, you know, a lot. Do you want to talk about Rusev? I mean, what is there to say? It's all kind of a jumble of of uh, online works and and rumor about Vince changing his mind a couple times. Yeah, so here's what happened. They announced, prior to our last week's show, they announced that, that Rusev would be facing The Undertaker in a casket match at the Greatest Royal Rumble, which, that's a total own thing. Um, when is that? Next weekend? Next weekend. Not this coming weekend, the following weekend. Good. Um... Yeah, wow. Um, which, you know, seemed like an appropriate uh, bone to throw Rusev with the, with the, you know, because of how over he's gotten himself of late. Um, immediately, though, I thought, and we probably said this last week, that like, sure, that's a cool look for him, but we all know this match is going to be 15 seconds long, and so someone's just going to get, like, buried and then literally buried. So I'm not sure that... Everybody who's ended up being so outraged would have been happy in the end or will be happy in the end. We'll see. It's a good payday for Rusev. But they, but so anyway, um, kind of out of nowhere, they switched it so that they, they switched the card so that Chris Jericho would take Rusev's place in this casket match. Then people started digging into, you know, various social media feeds and saw that Lana had said, you know, Rusev said, bury me softly, brother. Lana said something to the effect of she didn't want him in the match. Seemingly in kayfabe or in character, mm-hmm. um, he was so people weren't sure if that if that was the reason he got pulled out. Um, I don't. I mean, I, there were a lot of conflicting stories. Occam's Razor for me is look at the rest of this card. I mean, Jericho is probably has you know a better Q rating in Saudi Arabia, so they put him in the match. They, he's agreed to do the show. He, they they wanted to give him a big you know a big entrance, um, and then according to Meltzer. Um, not because of the outcry that then ensued. Vince just changed his mind and put Rusev back in the match. Part of it, to me, seems to be a, a, an unwillingness for WWE to make him a babyface. And if you put him in a match with The Undertaker, he's getting booed and he's going to be portrayed as a heel. Because going into WrestleMania, he was starting to kind of maybe not be a babyface, but a tweener in, in a way. And then last night on SmackDown, he was just back to being a full heel wrestling the two biggest baby faces in the company yeah we can get i mean we'll talk about that in a little bit let's give that some time because it's it's 
the shakeup is not the time. I mean, is not necessarily the time for a big face or heel turn, right? Yeah. I mean, unless you're one of the people who are being shaken. Yeah. Um, you know, that there, there will be that could still totally happen. Oh, it's, and we got to talk about John Cena and <laughs> Nikki Bella. Yeah, I think that says enough. Our heel producer Jim, do you have any thoughts on Nikki Bella and John Cena splitting up? Um. Yeah, Nikki, call me. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. That's a, that's the heel response. You know, there's always a lot of debate whether or not this is a real or a fake uh, relationship, real or fake separation. It almost doesn't matter. Like you're never going to know. Yeah. Uh, so don't bother. I'm sure there was some feeling there, and I'm sure that John Cena, being a forty plus man or forty years old or however old he is, a uh, guy who is a very successful Hollywood actor now. He probably just wants to be single and just like meet women and stuff and not be tied down. It's, yeah. He's already been married before. Does he want to get married again? Who knows? But I think that whole relationship ran its course anyway in terms of storyline development and using it on camera. Well, c- certainly that's true. And I, that's totally secondary. But I mean, it's in so much as this is a real thing. I guess, with the, you know, we're, I'm so obsessed with like what's real and what's not in pro wrestling. That's what we're all obsessed about, obsessed with. Um, WrestleMania 33, one year ago, what do you think was more real? John Cena's proposal or The Undertaker's retirement? The Undertaker's retirement. Because I think he really thought he was done. Yeah. Just based on the way that they built the Cena match this year, I think that they didn't know if he was going to want to wrestle or not. That's, that's the scuttlebutt is he didn't necessarily want to wrestle until two weeks before the show. Yeah. Anyway, Superstar Shakeup 2018, the greatest shakeup <laughs> in the history, in of, the history of wrestling. That'll <laughs> um, put butts in the seats. Lot, there were a lot of people that changed places. It feels like a totally different landscape it, to me. It, so many people changed places to the point that, like, I, I'm not sure that there. Um, Kenny Herzog's writing a piece, sort of like breaking it down like a draft, like, you know, like a sports draft. But I was, I'm looking at this and I'm like, how you know, if it was just Mojo Rally that went to Raw. Then you're like, okay, maybe he's gonna get a chance there, like you know, whatever. But then it's like, not only him, but also Zack Ryder, and also like half of the SmackDown undercard, and mm-hmm. you're just like, so wait, what's the difference? I guess he'll have more time. It's a longer show. Yeah, and uh, you got to remember that they're not really putting the cruiserweights on Raw anymore. So why not have a stacked undercard so that you've got fresh bodies to feed to the mid-card and the upper mid-card and the, the main eventer. Fresh bodies. Unfortunately, that's how wrestling works. Okay, so let's run down all the people that switched places one by one mm-hmm. from now until roughly Friday morning, I think is when this podcast will end. <laughs> and we can, let's label them either Breakout Star, Treading Water, or Fresh Body. <laughs> All right, fresh meat for the grinder. Um, the Gruden grinder. Do whatever you want. Let's go. Let's start with the people that moved from SmackDown to Raw, since that's the thing that came sequentially first, um, and may still be going on. I'm not exactly sure. I think the door is closed on on wrestler movement at this point. All right, I am. Uh, I'm using the list from Sports Illustrated. Um, if they, if we get something wrong. Email blame, them. Blame those extra mustard guys. Uh, so starting the, starting with uh, the very beginning of Raw, number one is Jinder Mahal. This, I feel like, is a, a water-treading moment for him. 
I don't think he's a fresh body. I don't think he's going to be a jobber, but I don't think that he's going up the card. Yeah. Well, he could. Raw is a tough nut to crack. Mm-hmm. Look at a, a, you know, a guy like The Miz who was red hot when he got switched to Raw. And sure, he had a pretty decent 2017. He was the Intercontinental Champion a couple times and had a decent feud with Dean Ambrose. And he's got the Shield main event at TLC and stuff under his belt. But he didn't really, I don't think that he evolved any in that year on Raw. Well, he got, I mean, he got his confidence definitely went up. Yeah, no. This is the best he's been without Maurice in a decade. Absolutely. I mean, Maurice was the turning point. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you really say it's, you know, whatever, but like it was. um, But that was all sort of like extra or or just like runoff from his SmackDown. Right. Wait, sorry. We're talking about The Miz. Back to Jinder Mahal. Yeah. I I think that there is certainly a possibility that he was moved to Raw very deliberately by Vince or whoever's in charge. And they envisioned big things for him. As you know, functionally, he he ferried the U.S. title over there, which I, probably the most intriguing part of the week was: is Seth Rollins going to go to SmackDown now that now that Jinder's on Raw, so you can balance out the belts? Then Jeff Hardy immediately won the U.S. title from him. They booked the rematch for the Greatest Royal Rumble again. Now Jeff Hardy, another legend of the '90s, has a has a spot on this throwback card. Um, but it ended up, and we'll get there in a bit, with Jeff Hardy going to SmackDown, just taking the U.S. title back with him. So, you know, I think it's an, a good question. Was Jinder Mahal just a means to an end? Or, you know, was he, you know, is he really going to get a push? I think, that, <clears throat> I think that there's a real possibility that he'll, that, you know, we'll see a little replay of his SmackDown run. That he'll get, a, he'll get to, you know, he'll get a shot at the Universal title. Whether or not that, you know, it works, whether or not that sticks... Uh, He's, it's gonna be it's gonna be nerve wracking. <laughs> on some level, he could be considered fresh meat for Roman Reigns. So sure. Roman's gonna need a lot of new challengers for his title when he wins, presumably in Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. um, to get him through the summer months, the slow summer months. And Jinder has proven that he can carry a show, maybe not as well as you like, and maybe the ratings weren't great, but he did it. He has the experience doing it mm-hmm. and being in high profile. So wait, what are they angles. saying about the Rumble itself? That I mean, the the greatest Royal Rumble. It's now officially going to be going to be a Royal Rumble style match with people enter, entering every minute or whatever. Mm-hmm. Two minutes, eight minutes. I don't know. It, it, does the winner get a thing? They have not decided yet. That was the last I read. Was they don't know <laughs> what they're gonna give them a trophy, a title shot, a pat on the back. They should just a bonus. do a title shot. I mean, why not? I mean. Just get a title shot the next Raw, I mean, or the next SmackDown. I think it 100% depends on who they want to book to win it. If they want someone to win it, you know, to pop the live crowd or something, but they don't have long-term plans for them, they'll probably just give them a trophy. If they have somebody who they think, well, we're going to put this person in a main event angle in in the early summer or the late summer, have it be for a title shot. I don't know. I think they probably don't know who's even going to win yet. Yeah. I mean, WrestleMania and the Superstar Shake-Up just ended. So you add on to that this gigantic show that probably is going to require a lot of moving parts. And, you know, booking a 50-man Royal Rumble is harder than a 30-man Royal Rumble. And having talked to Bruce Pritchard before about how they book the Royal Rumble itself, this is exponentially harder because it's 20 more people. So I'm sure they're very, very This is going to be a really lame rumble. We'll see. Okay, we yeah, got we to gotta, gotta move on. Jinder Mahal, treading water. 
Uh, Sunil Singh, I even, I mean, did he just come with Jinder Mahal? Yeah, he's just, he, he's the side of fries that comes with the Big Mac. Probably the the lamest, and don't and don't don't take this as me not being happy, but the lamest uh, storyline contrivance of the shakeup was Owens and Zayn going to Raw officially. What was the point of that match? Yeah, and why would Stephanie McMahon? This is again. One of those moments. Want to hire people who beat up her family? Yeah. Yeah, I know. What the hell? Um, I got, I think, uh, like, Stack Guy Greg and I, so I think there was some, I had some, was in some group chat where where we basically just, like, worked ourselves into thinking that they were going to let Sammy and KO, like, work the indies for a few months. Like, actually be <laughs> fired. Because they both had their pro wrestling tease stores both, like, kind of, like, came yeah. back into action. And I almost bought a Kevin Steen t-shirt, and I just didn't pull the trigger. Um, so, you know, that's always, like I, like I always say, real life can never keep, compete with your own fantasy booking. But, you know, man, what a weird non-end, just fizzle to that storyline. Well, it's a 50-man battle royal. They probably need those two guys to be in the match. Yeah. I... <sighs> Can they just have this pay-per-view and say that it's out of storyline, that's out of continuity? They can't because they're doing a title switch. Yeah, but just don't. Do they have the mat? <laughs> I mean, that's another date Brock Lesnar has to work. Just have them like everybody can work old gimmicks. It's just really bring back the bring bring back the Attitude Era roster. I would be a hundred percent for that. They'll never do something like that. Yeah, you're right. Um, so Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are now on Raw. I'm very excited that they're there. Yeah. Um, but. But uh, what are my, what are the what what are the three categories? Oh, fresh are, meat, <laughs> fresh meat, treading water, or uh, whatever it was. The good thing, <laughs> the, the one good thing. Good one. Do you think that this is a good thing, or do you think this is a, a water treading moment? I think this is a good thing. I think that uh, Kevin Owens, especially, really shined on Raw mm-hmm. under the spotlight. I agree. I think that he's well positioned for another run with the title. Uh, yeah, as a challenger for Roman Reigns, potentially a usurper of Roman Reigns, they have really good chemistry in the ring together. Yeah, and for whatever reason, Roman Reigns steps up a little bit on the mic when he deals with someone who can cut a good promo. Yeah, um, I'm happy that they're on Raw. We'll we'll talk about SmackDown in a bit, but my overall take is that SmackDown got a little bit shafted in this thing. Now it might end up being a better show because of it, but like star power wise, but I I just I'm actually this is a I don't know that this makes a lot of sense, but I'm actually happy that they're on Raw because I think that if KO and Sammy were still on SmackDown, I would feel bad for them. I feel like AJ and Brian and Samoa Joe, who we'll talk about. I don't like. I feel like they're going to be great wherever they are. Ko, I just feel like is the biggest star, and but and like you said, he'll like rise to the level of. I mean, like you said about Roman, but it's true about Ko. He shines on on Raw. You know, like he he'll he'll he could be a huge star for the company, and they it's good that he's in that spotlight now. Yeah, it was a strange year for him, uh, from the AJ feud to the Shane feud, the ups and downs of all of that, and it, it ended up being very good for him because he was in one of the high-profile matches sure. on WrestleMania. But I don't think he really clicked the way that he did on Raw when he was with Jericho. He was the Universal Champion, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So we'll see. But I, I think he's in a better place. I think Sammy, as much as people wanted Sammy on SmackDown to you know wrestle indie matches with AJ well, Styles, yeah. this... It wasn't working for him either. I wouldn't mind that. I will say that as my, I've totally, you know, my my uh, my brain has fully warped over to um, 
like you know, I, I always talk about the Randy Orton test. Like, I'm fully acclimated to seeing guys that look like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens in WWE rings. But man, when Sami and uh, and um, Lashley were in the ring together on Monday night, <laughs> like it looked like it just looked ridiculous. It's like a time traveler from the year 2006 came back to beat up Sami Zayn. Yeah, exactly. It's it looked weird. like it looked like seeing it looked like seeing like like you know, Billy Gunn and all his, like, post-human glory at an indie show against a 180-pound, like, skinny dude with, like, ripped jeans. Yeah, Bobby Lashley is is a bit of a uh, an anachronism of wrestling. But he, I, but uh, I'm, I'm kind of surprised with how, like, little the—I mean, not surprised. There hasn't been a ton of excitement around Lashley and, you know, whatever. We'll see. I, I think WWE has to be really careful with him. Yeah. He could easily get buried underneath a lot— of very charismatic dudes mm-hmm. and women, and he's and he's gonna walk right into the. I mean, it could be a great thing for Roman Reigns. He's gonna walk right into that. Like, do you deserve this push? We're gonna boo you until you prove otherwise. Space. I think he'd be better off as a heel. I think trying to get him over as a baby face in twenty eighteen is, is the headband a baby face or a heel look? Because I like the headband. Well, obviously, back in the day, the headband was the most baby face thing you could wear because Hulk Hogan wore one. Yeah, bald with headband. I think it's a bad look. I'm, I'm, like, what I'm asking is, can I pull off just the headband? No. <laughs> Bobby Lashley looks like like buff Jason Terry from the Milwaukee Bucks. It's not it's a true. good look. All right. Um, the Riot Squad is now on Raw. Yep. Um, we can't, I mean, we're trying to keep these things separate, but we have to say that the that the that what's left of Absolution is now on SmackDown. Yep. Um, little switcheroo. I mean, the Riot Squad, as we discussed, had a good showing um, if you know, I mean, they didn't exactly set the world on fire, but a good showing at Charlotte um, over the in the months le- leading up to WrestleMania. I think that all three of Riot, Logan, and Morgan have futures. Um, but you know, it the, the, you feel like the shakeup is the time where you like split up factions. You know, it's your opportunity to like turn Devon into a reverend. Yeah, but <laughs> for better that, or worse, that sucked. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that it's good that they all went together because they're not ready to be separate. Um, I think that they're well placed on Raw because Raw has a dearth of female heels right now. Yeah, obviously Natalia is poised for a heel turn very soon in the next few months to work with Ronda Rousey. Yeah. What a ridiculous setup that was. They telegraphed it completely for anyone who's ever watched a single episode. Was she a babyface? She wasn't on SmackDown? No, she's a heel on SmackDown. Right. So, I mean, it's fine. I got to say, as someone who complains about booking being confusing, I need to to say for the record that I don't mind when they telegraph it. I think it's better. No, 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 that's totally fine. Yeah. I just think that, like, the cyclical, I mean, like, the sort of, it's telegraphing is one thing, but just sort of, like, just doing a retcon for the sake of telling, I mean, of of signaling something. We work out together. Huh? <laughs> that was the yeah. excuse. We we trained a few times together. Yeah, like, no, it's right. totally fine. Yeah. That said, if Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are like get, managed to like find a way to get fired from Raw in a month, if they just like like take like just revert back to that storyline after they settle in, that'll be unsurprising but irritating. Um, so good luck to the Riot Squad on Raw. I think it's a good move. Yeah, that's, and, that's and, my 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 vote there. Um, did I tell you the, about my one of my favorite moments? Were you there on WrestleMania weekend when um, when Mandy Rose and Liv Morgan were standing like five feet apart from each other, and no one, literally, no one could tell them apart? You told me, and did I said uh, on the show last week. No, no, no. You told me in New Orleans at WrestleMania, oh, yeah. and I said, 
point blank, that's nonsense. I can tell them apart. I can tell them apart in the ring. Mandy Rose is way buffer. One of them was She's wearing big. one of them was basically wearing like the end of the day tracksuit. And one of them was like dressed to the nines. Mandy Rose and both was of those up. are sort of like blinding, like blinding outfits. I you saw know? Mandy Rose multiple times going into Ubers and things, and she was the dressed up one. I'm sure of it. All right. Well, I'm glad you solved that mystery for me. No problem. Um, Zach Ryder is a member of the Raw roster. Ugh, that fresh is meat. Fresh meat. He's yeah. a six inch uh, cold cut sandwich. Talking about redoing storylines. I you know alluded to this earlier. If this is space, I mean, if if they're just gonna actually do the Mojo Rally Zack Ryder storyline in the first hour of Raw, you know, I don't know if it's literally the first hour, and maybe the third hour is the first hour now. But speaking in old WCW terms, then that's fine. Let him have some fun. And Mo and Mo, I mean, Zack Ryder is fresh meat. Yeah, he might pop the crowd, you know, with surprise winner two as he's done in the past. But Mojo's the real. He's a project, know, yeah. He's the project. I, I was going to say blue chipper, and that's the wrong thing. He's a project, but he's he might, but he might have a big. He might have a future, so we'll see. Um, Breezango, they won. They won a match. That was crazy. Yeah, they put the they put the bar on their back and sent them packing to SmackDown. Um, I think comedy is going to work better on Raw. It's a three hour show. Mm-hmm. They need to fill space, so you'll probably see some fashion police segments on on the show again. Yeah, as opposed to SmackDown, where it's a tight two hours and. You got to have matches and you got to have angle advancement and you can't just stop the show. I think that's why they they discontinued doing it every week is because it ate up a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, you, you could see on Monday night that Fandango still has it. I mean, the crowd loves him when he was doing his little little pelvic thrusting mm-hmm. uh, sunset flip block thing. I mean, it, like everybody was just eating it up. Yeah, so. If you give them time and you give them matches and you make them credible, they'll get over. It's just a question of if are they going to push them? Yeah, I mean, and I love Tyler Breeze. I think that I mean his stuff in NXT was fantastic. I think that you know, I don't know, how, I don't know what, I don't know what kind of you know future the tag team has. And I think Fandango is still a real talent. I well, mean, like a real like potential big name. Not Fandango itself is a bad name. <laughs> Fandango is a bad name. It's Fandango. Uh, I think that the Raw tag team side, just off the top of my head, seems less packed. Then um, SmackDown, yeah, where you've got the Usos, you got the Bludgeon Brothers, you mm-hmm. have the New Day, you've got Gals and Anderson coming over, uh, and then on Raw, you've got a lot of lower lower card tag teams from Slater and Rhino to now um, Brizongo. Authors of Pain are not established yet, but they're a possibility. The revival has been fully buried, as far as I can tell. Yeah, who's left? Who else is on Raw? Uh, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. Oh, sure. Seem like they're going to win the tag team titles because they're wrestling a team that's now on SmackDown. <laughs> they re- they really booked themselves into a corner on that one. Yeah, I mean, I guess they could swap the belts or something, but I don't know what's why. The only the only difference is the color. <laughs> yeah, there's so no. So if you're the if you if you took the belt to SmackDown, you would then be the SmackDown tag team champion. So they had to they had to switch. That, that's stupid. <laughs> they can't do that. You can't have the Raw and the SmackDown tag, tag titles on the same show. That's crazy talk. That's just crazy. No, no, they would have to do the double switch, and then I don't. Then the belts would have to would like magically change colors, and they would just go back to where they were before. <laughs> it's all too convoluted for me. Um, Natalia, we talked about. So you think she's going to be Rousey's next? I think it's a big move for her to, to be in that spot, and, and Natalia has established herself as a very competent worker who can teach people in the ring, who can who can get 
good matches out of young talent. So she, it's yeah, great. it's a great it's a great uh, high profile. I'll be interested her. to see. This is this is a bit. I mean, this is like this. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be Natalia's. She could do more for the company feuding with Ronda Rousey than she'll do on her own. Yeah. I, briefly, I just want to point out that I did not enjoy that backstage segment because Ronda kept doing that kind of like coquettish, like, oh, I'm just a cute girl thing with Kurt Angle. That was the only facial, facial expression she mm-hmm. could pull, and it just looked wrong coming from her. They still haven't figured that part of her character out, and they still feel like they need to make her a cute girl when she's not. She's yeah. a fighter. Let her be a fighter. You don't have Sonya Deville going out doing that kind of stuff and making those faces and trying to be adorable. True. Um, we talked about Mojo. We, this is the sort of dregs. The Ascension, this is the first time I'm even aware that the Ascension got switched to Raw. <laughs> I somehow missed that. I uh, think they're getting a gimmick change. I think that they will be off TV for a few months and then they'll come back as something else. Okay. Mike Kanellis? I think they're going to stick with the gimmick. I is, think. This, is this... Is this fresh meat or treading water? If they're going to keep him on the uh, on the roster, they got to do something with him. And I, I agree. Maria, I like him too. I mean, yeah, he's, he's a good worker. Maria is a huge asset to the company and mm-hmm. to him in the same way that Maurice was an asset to the Miz. It wasn't. It's not like when Sable was managing Mark Marrow and it was detracting from Mark Marrow. Sure, because um, Mike Canellis, Mike Bennett can wrestle. Yeah, unlike Mark Marrow. Uh, Where's so, he been anyway? Canellis? Yeah. Well, he was in rehab. And then. Yeah, but he came back. Maria and, had a kid. So he's been on like paternity leave? Yeah. So I think they're not going to really bring him back until Maria's ready to, to right. work again. All right, Chilling. I have a very important question to ask you. But first, spending too much time at the office, on the couch, or sitting in the car, you begin to confuse what you do with who you are. That's why you need Spartan. Spartan is an obstacle course racing company with races for every athletic ability and skill level. But it's not just a race, it's a way of life. With over 60 races all around the country, starting with the 3 plus mile, 20 plus obstacle sprint, all the way to the 14 plus mile, 30 plus obstacle beast, any racer can find what's right for them as long as you leave your excuses behind. You work hard, push yourself through the weekday grind with grit, discipline, and determination. Bring that same determination to a Spartan race near you. Let it propel you through hills, climbs, and carries. Will it be easy? No. But will it be worth it? Absolutely. Sign up for the best weekend meeting of your life and race alongside fellow Spartans like Randy Moss. Excuses don't live here. Find your Spartan race today. Visit spartan.com masked for an exclusive offer to find a race near you and view training and nutrition tips. That's spartan.com masked. Go check it out right now. Okay, Schilling, for the question I've been waiting to ask you, what do you think about Chad Gable going to Raw? I'm confused. I don't know what Weird he does. to put him back with his old tag team partner, who, who is still out injured, it should be said. It's very possible that when Jason Jordan comes back, he's magically an American Alpha again. Because they didn't have a, like, a breakup. They didn't turn on each other. They just got split up in, in the last superstar shakeup. What if, they, what, if they, what if Jason Jordan's more hurt than we know, and they're just going to make Chad Cablecourt's son? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for it. Thumbs up. All around. Uh, let's just go ahead with that. Um, and then there's three that are sort of interesting. One or three bullet points here. Uh, Baron Corbin? Baron Corbin's getting a big push. You think so? You got a, fun, a little video package. 
Chad Gable, like I should say for the record, is um, treading water until they come up with a new thing for him. The Ascension, same thing. Now, people love Chad Gable. I mean, I like Chad Gable a great deal, he's but very he, talented. people who know love him. He's Meltzer a, loves him. He's an excellent wrestler. They just need to find a gimmick for him. He's got a good personality. He's just, you know, kind of small. He can't be a dude who wears a bandana. He needs to be something else. They need to find a thing for him. Do you think they need to take away the bandana or build on the bandana? (laughs) Potentially build on it and make him just like a surfer dude. No, um, I don't know about that guy, but but I just got off topic. What were you saying? (laughs) Oh, we were talking about Baron Corbin. You think he's going to get a big push? Big push for Baron Corbin. I think he's going to be... In the top of the card, another guy that can work with Roman Reigns mm-hmm. or with Seth Rollins or Finn Balor or any number of those upper mid-card baby faces, which there are a lot on Raw right now. Braun Strowman is another guy who can work with Baron Corbin and have a good match. Yeah. Um, dude, Baron Corbin, I mean, there's I wouldn't say there's a, like a sameness to that top of the card that you just ran through, but... Nobody. This looks like this looks like a night of the whiskey go a go go instead of a <laughs> WWE show. Yeah, they should they should start a metal band. Um, and then Bobby Roode. There's another upper mid card baby face for you. He hopefully won't be a baby face for long. Yeah, you would think they need heels. I you know what I finally figured out. I finally pinpointed what my problem with Bobby Roode is. That it's when he comes out, that little like mincing, skipping thing that he does. Yeah, it's not like a Fargo strut. It's lame. Why? Why not just walk out with your arms in the air? Just be happy with who you are. Don't like work. When he gets to the strut, then it's kind of okay. But he's got like five dance steps that he does every time before he gets there, and it's just overproduced it silliness. Didn't bother me at all when he was a heel. Those are the kinds of antics that you do when you're a bad guy. Still. So I think every, I mean, just, just walking with the, the robe is the gimmick. He doesn't need to strut also, you know? The entrance is too long now. Um, I've seen it so many times that it's not special And anymore. what a terrible letdown that was. When you're just like, who is the big last get <laughs> for Raw? I honestly thought, I had, I mean, again, fantasy booking, this is why it's a bad idea. I honestly thought that Miz going to SmackDown was a red herring and that Daniel Bryan was going to be that last mm. person. You just can't, and I think Herzog writes about the, that this week, that, that Bobby Roode basically got the Rey Mysterio in, Ro- in the Royal Rumble spot where it's like everybody, like no one's going to, everyone's going to boo. Like you, there's just not, it's not, it's a no-win situation. Bobby Roode has a lot going for him. The theme song is one of the things he has going for him. But man, when that theme song hit, the crowd was not that excited. It's kind of run its course. It's not that it's run its course. It's just you put them in a position to fail. I think it's no. I think it, it has think, run its course because they have not added any complexity to his character, and they need to change it up. Sure, you can't keep going in misdirection. Yeah. I'm not saying that he has to get rid of the music and and grow his hair out and 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 become a caveman character or something. Like he doesn't have to do something drastic or insane. It's just like. Let's rethink this a little bit, and hopefully a new show well, means that they're going to see some new creative for him. He and Gender, the the thing that they have in common, besides their, uh, you know, uh, the United States title reigns, is that um, both of them at various times have been people mentioned as Vince favorites. 
um, or is just let's say, let's say front office favorites, despite I mean, you know, when, in Ginger's case, despite the the crowd's reaction, although he's a great heel, he actually gets booed. He got booed a lot um, on Monday. It, so it's in. I mean, and neither of them got the push to the. I mean, no, Gender did, but Bobby Roode didn't yet get the push to the main event on SmackDown. But both of, but both of them could. I mean, totally conceivably, just walk right into the main event because of you know the front office affinity for them. We shouldn't be surprised if that happens. They look like they belong. Yeah. I think Bobby Roode is treading water right now. Um, I saved this for last. Yep. On the raw side, moving to raw side because it is my favorite thing that's. Uh, ever happened in professional wrestling. Okay. And that is Dolph Ziggler now has his own personal diesel in Drew McIntyre. <laughs> there is no shame in this at all. I think we've talked about this in the show. Just pick the best gimmicks from the past 20 years and do them again. Yeah. It's- and that's what we're doing. Ziggler and McIntyre are HBK and Diesel for 2018, and I could not be happier. I'm fine with it. I I, I just wonder where on the card Dolph Ziggler will end up. He's sort of a utility player and that he can go up, he can go down, he can do whatever you want. He just needs a freshening up. He needs new music. They got to get rid of the record scratch. All that stuff is just like ham on cheese. It's bad. I don't totally disagree with any of that, but I do think that Ziggler, I mean, there are all these guys that we've talked about that could conceivably be, uh, in a position to succeed with the brand switch, right? They, mm-hmm. they, you know, you could you could see Bobby Roode getting that push right in the main event. You could see, uh, you know, Zack Ryder getting that main. I'm just kidding, but you can see, you know, <laughs> Kevin Owens. Um, yeah, you know, there's you know, some people could are really going to benefit from this, but at the same time, it's like if you talk about Baron Corbin or even Roode, you know, if you push them right to the top, there's going to be some pushback from the fans. You know, it's going to be, it's, you know, you, you kind of have to earn it. I kind of think Ziggler works anywhere that you put him. Yeah. You could, I mean, especially now that you've got the the kayfabe gimmick of McIntyre backing him up as an excuse to elevate him. You know, mm-hmm. there there was enough of a, of a character switch with that pairing. I don't know. I think that, I think that you could put him against Roman next month and that would be fine. Nobody would be like, what? He's just a, he's a mid carter that always loses. Like he's, he could, he immediately becomes a main eventer if you put him in the main event. I'm just glad that it's not Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler. They're doing something different because it's, it's always Dolph just wait Ziggler. wait for WrestleMania 35, brother. <laughs> you think this goes a year? Sure. Why not? Um, I love it. I love it. I think it's a great use for McIntyre. Me too. Um, he's better as a heel. He's better as a heel. Weirdly, he he's got the he actually had the diesel thing of like I'm I have brown hair, but I'm dying it black for no mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. Like that was weird. If he's gonna come out in leather pants next week, I mean it's oh, just man. a done deal. It's either he looks like Nash, or he looks like Test. Yeah, we'll, well Test was blonde, but yeah. um, you, know, you know. I am excited to see where this goes. These are this is this is my my new favorite thing. And when they bury them both next week, I <laughs> uh, will stop watching Raw for one month. All right. Um. Is there any? Did, no one got called up, right? No. Okay. To Raw. Now let's go to the Raw to SmackDown side. Well, uh, Do, uh, Drew McIntyre got called up to Raw. Right. Besides him, yeah. I should have said no one else got called up. Um, moving from Raw to SmackDown. This list is basically just like a who's who of professional wrestling. <laughs> I can't finish the sentence. Okay, The Miz. That's a big. That's a big deal for SmackDown. Huge. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of pairings that you know could work out really well for him, but. I think we're going to clearly go right into Ms. Daniel Bryan, uh, the, you know, version 2.0 or 3.0, wherever we are, 4.0. They, I mean, they've been feuding forever. As a matter of fact, the last time we were talking about 
why are they doing this if Daniel Bryan can never wrestle again? It was because him and The Miz were getting getting after it on Talking Smack. Yep. So we have a lot of backstory here, and this could be a really fun match. Oh, I think so. I think or a um, series of matches. I think that they have done a good job of reminding you that this is a thing, but also not hot shotting it right away. It's something you can build to. We don't get to see the long term builds very often. And WWE, because the booking just doesn't allow it, the the number of shows doesn't allow it, the injuries that people have doesn't allow it. But this is a huge money feud that they could carry into SummerSlam. Miz is obviously going to be very busy with press for his TV show and his child, and he's he's got a lot going on. So there's also that that keeps them from hot-shotting it. He wasn't even on SmackDown on Tuesday, and uh, of course they bring back Big Cass to kind of fill the void with Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Just so that nobody complains, we did not mention the call-ups from the previous week on Raw, Noe Jose and Ember Moon and the Authors of Pain in that segment just because it already happened, kids. Why would Which we is one of my biggest hang-up with what's happened on SmackDown is that not only did they get the sh- like short-shrifted in the, in the, in the shake-up, that's a tongue twister right there. Short-shrifted in the shake-up. Um... But they pretended that these NXT dudes that they called up were part of the shakeup, as opposed to just being the SmackDown after WrestleMania call-ups. <sighs> anyway, we'll get to those names. Um, the Miz is going to be good. Um, be great. That is it. That is a huge opportunity for him to get a chance with the big belt again. I think he's going to be a WWE champion yet again before the end of this year. Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy's a great get. I think he is. Uh, he has so much potential that it's untapped as a singles in WWE. He had his run, you know, right before he went to TNA and stuff where he was a champion and what have you. But he connects with the crowd better than yeah, a lot it's of guys. True. He's going to be great on this show. My only hesitation, well, I have two. My main hesitation is um, if this part of the thought process was getting him away from Matt so that he can just do the broken woken thing um i i i think that that's a miscalculation not just because brother nero is like a part of the story in tna and whatever it's but it's just like i don't know i'm not sure what how i'm not sure how what the legs are for the broken matt hardy thing and not that it couldn't go great for a long time but it's just like i i feel like i won't i'll just say this i'm not going to be surprised if in like four months we're asking why the hell they broke up the hardys (laughs) <laughs> or split them up onto different shows. I totally disagree. I think that it's going to go at least a year. There's a lot of potential with just a tag team with Bray Wyatt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, no, I, I think, think that... that should last for a while. And I think they calculate that if they have Jeff Hardy doing the classic Hardy Boys gimmick and Matt Hardy doing the weird broken thing, they can sell twice the t-shirts. Uh, that is a good point. And that leads to my second reservation about this. Ron... Uh, R-Truth killings also shaken up to the SmackDown roster. The immortal R-Truth. How is it possible that R-Truth changed his pants before Jeff Hardy? Like, (laughs) can we, I understand Jeff Hardy's coasting on nostalgia. Can we just get the dude some different pants? I'm fine with the pants. I don't care about the pants. What's wrong with the pants? He's wearing Jinkos in 2018. It's how he looks, man. Are you going to say that Hulk Hogan should start wearing a, a dress? No, Hulk Hogan wore Jinkos. If you Google, if you Google image search yeah, Jinkos, you brother. will see a picture of Hulk Hogan in black like parachute pants. It's just so lame. Eh, it's fine. I'm I'm all for you're pro. You're pro baggy jeans. Is I, what I'm learning right now. I, baggy jeans 
uh, I'm anti-jeans actually, but I am pro Jeff Hardy looking like Jeff Hardy. That the nostalgia is potent, and people are going to pop for it at house shows on TV. There's there's something to it, and it's it's different than the Hardy Boys as a tag team. It's Jeff Hardy by himself, which I think is an appealing proposition in 2018. As weird as that sounds, I'm fine with it. I'm be Jeff Hardy. Don't be someone you're not. Be Jeff Hardy. It works. It will always work. Um. All right. All right. Now I like Jeff too, and I, I, I like his presence, and I think that he actually has a in some ways a, a much more natural place in 2018 than he did during his last run. That said, I don't know. Splitting up brothers is just just seems like an over an overcorrection in some ways. Can and Abel split up, man? Come on. They didn't go on different shows. They were so they did like <laughs> Abel didn't move to the he to was the, murdered. Like, <laughs> he was like, killed. What, anyway, next on the list. We we did we haven't we haven't been labeling these. The Miz gets the fir- the official good thing rating. Absolutely, this is going to be great for the Miz. He could be the champion. Yep, I think he will be again. Jeff Hardy, treading Jeff water Hardy. or no, this is great. This he's to the moon. He is going to get a big push. Um, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose, treading water until we see what happens with Paige. I think they need to split up. Paige is already on the record saying she likes Sonya way more. Mm, okay, fair enough. I, um, I, I disagree. I'm a Mandy Rose head. Mandy uh, Rose aficionado. I think that's right. Um, it happened during the Battle Royal on WrestleMania when we weren't listening to the announcement. Oh, sure. I forgot um, she was on that. I think, yeah, I think, they're, I think they, they both, I mean, both, they both have a lot of potential. I, I, I think they're both really good. Yeah. Um, SmackDown Women's Division is, is a sort of it's interesting new thing now, yeah. I feel bad well, for poor Becky Lynch, though. Once again... She's got to deal with two powerhouses that she can't. She's not going to be able to to get up the card around Charlotte or now around Oscar. Like those or are, Carmella. Well, I'm just talking about on the babyface side. Um. Yeah, and then you have Naomi too. Naomi is just sitting right there. Naomi, they, who not only is in that same role but also does things like wins the women's battle royal yeah becky is in a very tough spot i would love to here's the storyline that i would book once we're over the carmella thing which by the way i don't have a problem with i think it's great um she cut a good promo you know what i do have a problem with is her uh, is the melabration and if and she's a she's branding all this hashtag mella stuff like it's all about mella i know this is just like the craziest nit to pick but like car but mella is not an intuitive abbreviation of carmella for me what should it be like Carm? Well, yeah, that's what they called uh, Carmela Soprano. I, but this, the, the, like the hard C is too, it's too blinding. I don't get to Mela. I don't think of Mela. It rolls and off also, the tongue, man. Carmelabration rolls off the tongue. Yeah, but Melabration is a little shorter. Mela is money. Mela is whatever. Like, I like it. You're, you're really like splitting that hair. I know. So fine. And that is why Carmela will never get over it. <laughs> Because um, of subtle branding changes. Uh, the, so yeah, I, I'm I'm cool with that. It, once we're over the Carmella thing, if I had the book, I would I would go to a I would work to to like a to a SummerSlam Charlotte Oscar rematch. Mm-hmm. Somehow, like like somehow, not like it's that hard. Weave Becky into the storyline at the last minute. She gets inserted into the match, and then she comes out the champion. So we don't actually ha- neither Charlotte or Carmella. I mean Charlotte or or Oscar have to like 
like their feud gets put on hold then again for another however long. That can kind of be an endlessly renewable resource, but have the tension be that Becky Lynch somehow is the champion. And but there's two people who could like who are ostensibly her superiors who are kind of staring her down from behind. I, I think Becky Lynch is a great option to win money in the bank this year. Yeah, I think so too. But I imagine that there's going to be two money in the bank matches, men, women, and it's going to be co-branded, multiple brands. How about just one, men and women together? <laughs> one briefcase. Candice LeRae can be in it. Um. So we talked about Asuka. Yeah. Do you think this is the right place for her? SmackDown as opposed to Raw? Matchups aside. When I go back and look at the Raw roster now, it feels like there could be one or two more like big name women on that show. That said, Nia Jax is doing a great job as a babyface right now. Between Sasha Banks and Bailey, someone's going to come out of that a babyface, uh, a bigger babyface than before. So it's probably fine, but I'm surprised that neither that Sasha. I mean, I kind of after the shakeup, after the raw half of the shakeup, I was like, how are they going to balance this out? And I was just doing the tallies, you know, it was like. Okay, well, let's we they can bring Finn and the and and Gallows and Anderson and just let give that some room to run. Just do you know, do that angle they were never quite into doing on Raw. They could they could bring Seth over because that was the you know, I mean, it, and I don't you know, it, it seemed like I was surprised that they didn't do Finn or Seth because it seemed like they occupy a kind of a similar space on Raw. Yeah. But I also think they're both ginormous stars and leave them on Raw, that's fine. But just trying to figure out how to balance it by the end. I was texting with somebody and, and we had kind of talked ourselves into like either Strowman or Roman going to SmackDown because it seemed because Raw got so much after the first night. Um, but one of the th- I mean, I honestly thought they were going to move the whole Bailey, both Bailey and Sasha to SmackDown just because it's like big star power and they'd have, you know, I, I guess that would really skew the women's division. There's a lot of star power on the SmackDown women's side. And personally, I would keep Charlotte and Asuka on separate brands. Because they are both such gravitational forces and they're so mm-hmm. big that being on the same show, they're going to be fighting for screen time and that kind of stuff. It's just, I'd rather have the, the two biggest women stars besides Ronda Rousey on separate shows, but that's just me. Yeah. It gives a chance for Bailey and Sasha Banks to reclaim their spots. And frankly, I don't mind if SmackDown's a lower wattage show. We'll get back to that. Um, Speaking of wattage, the club did make the jump. Yes, they did. I that I that was a bad segue. I was gonna say someone besides the club after speaking of wattage, but I just saw the club on the list. I have no clue what they're doing there. They made a big thing and they sold a bunch of merchandise about Balor Club, and these three guys are together doing two suites and coming in the ring to, with each other. And and um, they're selling they're selling merch that says OC. I mean OGBC. Yeah. Which I guess, and they've never really commented on it. I guess it's fine to sell merch that's just like a kind of inside joke. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Now it's over already, again. Like, they don't have a clue what to do with Gallows and Anderson, and they have two opportunities with Finn Balor and, and AJ Styles to give them a mouthpiece and to give them direction. Yeah. And they just refuse to, to really commit to that. Um, the two biggest gets... I guess I think it's fair to say after the Miz and Jeff Hardy that we haven't discussed are um, Big Cass, who whatever you want to say about him, he's big. He was he he and he closed the show mm-hmm. after like demolishing Daniel Bryan. So we we got a feud. He could end up being the muscle, the Drew McIntyre Diesel character for the Miz. Yeah, or he could just be a be a big guy. Be yeah, he I can think have he the would, Baron Corbin spot. I think he would benefit 
tremendously from the Miz doing promos for him. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I think making him a heel is a good move. Yep. Let him learn, let him have some fun, mm-hmm. um, and just see what he's got. Um, and he's, you know, he, he's, he, he, he plays the role well. He has a very natural sort of prickishness to him. Yeah. Um, and the other big name, of course, is Samoa Joe. This is, is the weird one to me. Because of booking? No, or, no, no. But uh, you, you, you finish what you're going to say, and then I'll, I'll go into my diatribe about this. Well, he's already, he's, he's scared, he, he, was, he came back to Raw after WrestleMania, immediately stepped into his old role of the, the water-treading um, championship contender, right? The, he's, he's um, when he fought Lesnar last year, no one thought he was going to win, but it was a good look for him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we all knew it was just a matter of time before we went back to Lesnar Reigns or whatever. Now it's he's feuding with Roman Reigns again, mm-hmm. and uh, take, basically he's just taking up space so that so that because Lesnar's not on TV, he's the guy that's yelling at Roman Reigns because Lesnar's not around to do it, yeah. right? They have a match booked for Backlash, mm-hmm. which is how far away? It's next month sometime. <laughs> I don't know. The implication I, in all of this is that he's going to, even though he's saying that Roman Reigns is going to lose, he should be he-, he should run out and help Roman Reigns win at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, absolutely. Because he, he that might. means he gets a title fight at Backlash, but then he's on SmackDown now. And he's also competing in a multi-person ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship at the Greatest Royal Rumble. So, as he rightly pointed out on SmackDown, he could end up being the Intercontinental Champion on SmackDown, wrestling the Universal Champion from Raw for the Universal title, win that, and take both belts back to SmackDown. Um, he will not do that. He will not, he will not be winning. And that's sort of the worst part of it, is that I, I'm glad that they have the confidence in him, and clearly they have all the confidence in the world in this guy. Um, but you know, it, it's sort of like the it's sort of like putting Rusev in the in the casket match. It's like it's a vote of confidence to be there, mm-hmm. um, but the ending's not going to fulfill anybody. You're important to a point. Yeah, I mean, it's like, like I'm 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 glad that 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 Samoa Joe's getting all these opportunities. If he ends up not not winning either belt, then it's just going to feel like deflating, even though. That's we shouldn't even expect it. You know what I mean? Anyway, Samoa Joe's there. Um, the top of the card on SmackDown now. Um, I think it's really strong, personally. Is yeah, it's good. It's rain. It's like it's Randy Orton and a bunch of dudes who should have never gotten jobs in WWE, <laughs> or we, we never would have thought. Yeah, hey, God, we're going like, to get jobs. Go in down WWE. the list: AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, Daniel Bryan, The Miz, uh, Samoa Joe. And then you've got Jeff Hardy down there who can come up when he needs to, Randy Orton. There's a lot of talent. And we have not even mentioned the guy who I think is going to end up being the breakout star of SmackDown. (laughs) R-Truth? The immortal R-Truth? No. Andrade Cien Almas. So we we mentioned this earlier. Um, First of all, we didn't mention the bar. The bar is coming over. Is the bar even on this list? Um. They got sanity. I they don't want to get the, too far the bar down. Got, the bar was was moved to SmackDown in like a pre-taped iPhone segment. Yeah. Which we, we we have to mention the fact that somebody tweeted a photo on Monday night of like the bar, Finn, and Sasha flying to their overseas show or whatever. So everyone was just like, well, these people aren't going to SmackDown. Right. 
which was mostly true. I mean, I think that if it was Finn or Sasha, they probably would have been there live. Yeah. Um, they managed to work around that by having the bar come on in this little pre-tape. But um, I haven't I haven't heard any particularly recent reports about Sheamus's health, but it feels like the bar moving to SmackDown is a it is just Cesaro. I mean, eventually it'll just be Cesaro as a singles competitor because yep. Sheamus doesn't have a lot left um, with his back injury and whatnot. And if that's the case, put Cesaro right there in that list of potential headliners on mm-hmm. the SmackDown side. That's a that's a really positive move, I think, for him. The and for professional them. wrestling quality of that show could be better than anything we've seen from WWE TV yeah. in years. That said, I was a guy who claimed that WrestleMania 34 had the potential to be the best WrestleMania of all time, and it did not end up being that. Yeah, well. So they don't wrestle on paper. They true. wrestle in a ring. Um, other people moving up from NXT to SmackDown. You mentioned Cian Almas. Mm-hmm. He's, that's an incredible get. If he and Selena Vega can, Zelina Vega can keep, keep it going, keep any semblance of their hype and momentum that they had on NXT, he's going to be a ginormous star. Gigantic. Huge. If they book him properly. If they don't try to turn him babyface for no reason because he has a cool entrance. And the other one is uh, also announced via promo package is um, Sanity. Yep. Eric Young, Alexander Wolf, Killian Dane. No Nikki Cross, interestingly enough. Yeah. Like maybe she's getting a repackage down in NXT. Huh. And she's going to spend some more time down there. Because if you're going to call her up, Call her up with sanity. I think it's really hard to do, and we see this with the New Day and stuff like that. It's it, They have a really hard time doing multiple storylines with the same faction um, on a show. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's frankly easier to do on a show as small as NXT. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a more manageable um, roster, and, and you can kind of, you know, you can have people come out for multiple matches. You, you care more about them that way. Uh, they just, I, I think that's probably a smart move just in terms of manageability of assets, but we'll see. Um, I thought she meant a lot to sanity and I did too. Maybe she'll be their ace in the hole. She was the most crazy of them, of them all in terms of her gimmick and her character and her facials. So it's a shame they're losing 50% of their crazy. It's true. Um, uh, so are you excited? What's your, what's your take on sanity? I think they need a mouthpiece. They, it's not Eric Young? Eh, he's fine. He's fine as a promo. He's not a a, a lights out promo. I don't know. If he's not your promo, if he's not your mouthpiece, then he's, you know, he's Well, there was a lot of rumor that they were gonna put him with Bray Wyatt. And Bray was gonna turn on Matt and Sanity yeah, was maybe. gonna be I, the new Wyatt. Fan. I think it's a, I, that would have been a mistake if only because Bray Wyatt is a foot taller than every one of them. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Uh it's I, I think they'll be fine. I think they I think they, they have a role to play as uh shit disturbers. You know, yeah. oftentimes wrestling is the best when there's some characters who are unpredictable mm-hmm. and that will do things that you are surprised by and that liven up the show and add an element of of um, freshness to it. So I think they can do that. I don't know where they go in terms of a three-person stable. Probably they're going to end up with the New Day at some point. Yeah. Seems inevitable, but that's just not a good mix for me. Yeah, well, we'll see. That's that. I mean, it'll be at least it'll be fun one time. Yep. All right. So, everybody. I mean, you can t- talk about every everybody that we've mentioned in this thing. Who is the, let's say, at SummerSlam, or do you want to do WrestleMania next year? WrestleMania next year. WrestleMania next year. Who of these people who just came over is going to be highest on the SmackDown card? Is it going to be the Miz? Jeff Hardy, Samoa Joe, or Big Cass? I think The Miz. 
I think the Miz is poised for uh, the biggest year of his career because he's got a TV show to promote. And that Vince McMahon sees a lot of um, mainstream potential in that right now. Yeah. He's never been a bigger star than now, other than, I guess, when he was just out of the real world. Um, and wearing that fedora. <laughs> oh, God. He was the host of SmackDown. I think that he needs to be in a big match and he needs to be the champion one more time. I would love for him to get hit in the head and have like a Mick Foley situation where he shows back up in like the in the long shorts and the fedora. You gotta throw him in the Lake of Reincarnation. Yeah. And have him come back as uh the worst wrestling character. He had a bandana under the fedora, didn't oh he? Oh my god. We're bringing yeah. this full circle back to bandanas. Well, he wore a bandana at WrestleMania. Remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um it's a good look for him. I don't know. Uh, and then on the raw side, the the new raw side, Jinder Mahal, Kevin Owens, um, Dolph Ziggler, Baron Corbin, Bobby Roode. Kevin who, Kevin Owens. Kevin Ke- Owens is is Triple H's one of Triple H's favorite guys. Yeah, and I don't see a world in which he's not in a very big match at WrestleMania. Well, are there is there anybody who was left behind? Um, and in the shakeup, Shelton Benjamin cut an interesting promo where he was like, Ugh. "Yeah, I complimented my old partner on Twitter, but my Twitter account was hacked." That's, That's a good sorry. good usage it's a good of it. Good line, but is there anybody that should have moved that didn't move? Finn there, Balor. If you think Finn, I think Finn Balor needed to get away from Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is in a similar way to Charlotte and Oscar, gravitational forces that require a lot of booking attention and a lot of screen time. And are perpetual figures at the top of the card. It's going to be really difficult for Finn Balor to have an opportunity to live up to his potential when there's no freedom of movement. When Roman Reigns is in the main event of every pay-per-view. This is what he ran into when he came back from his injury. You know, he had this open lane in 2016 to be the Universal Champion for the summer to be the focal point of Raw because Roman Reigns was being punished for his wellness violation. Yeah. And then he comes back in 2017, and it's like, well, Roman Reigns has been put back into his his rightful spot as the, the lead baby face on Raw, and so he kind of floundered in these n- go-nowhere feuds with people like Bray Wyatt. I don't see what his future is now. He doesn't have his running buddies anymore, which seemed to invigorate him on some level when they put them together. It's just him again. So now I'm thinking he'll turn. Because without Samoa Joe to be around as that upper mid-card heel, someone's got to fill that job. And it seems like it might be Finn Balor, which is a huge mistake. Yeah, He's too small to be a believable heel when you're two top yeah, I don't think faces. I don't think they're going to turn him heel anytime soon. I don't think you can bring somebody out not. as like the voice for the LGBT community <laughs> and then <laughs> turn him heel. Yeah, probably not. But your two top heel or top baby faces on Raw right now are Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman, who are big dudes. Yeah. So they need they need people to feud with, and so someone's got to go heel. And Dean Ambrose is not coming back for a long time. Yeah. It's true. Um, Elias is there, but Elias he's getting cheers too. Despite his Samoa Joe is still getting cheers. Yeah, that was why I was confused about his his switch. Is that maybe they want him to get booed and they don't like the reaction, the natural reaction from the crowd because his his dance partners on SmackDown are Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, 
two of the biggest baby faces, if not the biggest baby faces in the company. Everybody loves them. Yeah. Two of the biggest merchandise sellers, too. It's true. I really thought Daniel Bryan was going to be on Raw just because of his star power. But um, SmackDown needs him. It's true. It's true. And he's and he's going to have a great year there. Yeah. Um, all this talk about the brand split, you know, is we you forget the fact that there's all the pay-per-views are co-branded now. They're not going to be fighting cross-brand matches, presumably, but, you know, it, it it just feels like it's less significant. Yeah, I that that promo where they're all lip-syncing, I did not like. Um, and I don't like the idea of doing this. I think they the separation of the brands makes each brand feel more significant. Yeah, but I'm but you get to, you have to watch fewer pay-per-views now, so. There's like two fewer pay-per-views. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, I, I think it's a mistake, and a lot of guys and gals are not going to end up on pay-per-views, and they're going to miss paydays because of this. Or we're going to get a lot of battle royals on pre-shows. I don't mind that. I just think just like not everything needs to be on every pay-per-view. Yeah, I suppose. I just the the belts are going to lose significance. You can have more more significant stuff on the weekly shows. I hope that's the case. I hope that we get sort of like branded, almost Clash of the Champions-esque specials on the weekly shows where they build the super cards. Yeah, I agree with that. I think there's a lot of opportunities for a lot of these people, and I'm happy to see everything shaken up. Um, It's fun to imagine. It's fun to talk about. We'll see if, you know, uh, uh, we'll see what comes of it. The Greatest Royal Rumble is the weirdest thing yeah, I can't even wrap my mind around it, and frankly, I haven't tried that much. It feels like a fever dream, a thing that I just have to pass through my my pores and get out of my system. How much money do you think WWE? Because that's everyone's just saying it's all for money. It's right? a multi year agreement. They're going to do one of these every year, probably. Okay, I think the Saudis are paying for quite a bit of it. I mean, Saudi money is insane, and yeah. of course, you you say yes, right? But uh, I read I read on on Squared Circle, I think that. You can get tickets for as low as five American dollars. You just have to go. You just have to go. Yeah, we should do it, man. Let's let's, let's see if the ringer will fly us out. Yes, hello, Bill Simmons. Yes, this is uh, David Schilling. I'd like to go to <laughs> Saudi Arabia. Oh man, that'd, that'd be a long flight. Ugh, no, not for wrestling. No, no, thank you. Um, I wouldn't even go just for fun. Uh, is there anything else we're missing? Um, I don't think so. No, I, I think that so you, we are on the ro- we are in greatest Royal Rumble season. We are on the road. There will be much chicanery at the Please program. Um, so Raw. So you think SmackDown is going to be a better show? Is that your official hot take? I don't even think. I don't even think it's hot. I think it's it's legit. I think that SmackDown has a better upper card, more balanced upper card, better tag team division, way more stars on the women's side, and they've got some of the best wrestlers in the company. And it's a two-hour show, which means that it's going to be tighter. It's going to be more focused. Um, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan on top. Samoa Joe working with Samoa Joe, working with the Miz. Like it's gonna be good. Yeah, Rusev is as hot as ever. This is this has really great potential as a roster, based on the amount of time they have to fill. Yes, Raw has more wrestlers, and they've got some bigger names of the the Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar ilk. But I'd rather be booking SmackDown. Been booking raw, for sure. Shouts to my man Road Dog, doing great. Um, yeah, it's gonna be fantastic. 
I'm excited. I still think, yeah, I mean, Raw is obviously the A show. I was going to say this earlier when we were talking about Almas or even Bobby Roode. I, with as well as NXT, as good as NXT has been, um, I saw someone who 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 said it. I saw there was a there was an amazing take on on. Um, oh yeah, so I, uh, Dylan Hales on Twitter had just like one of the amazing hot takes of all time and referred to uh, NXT as a Voice of America style propaganda psyop. <laughs> <laughs> Which I like, I think is just like the de- definitely the a hot take, but I think it's just the best one ever. Insane. Um, it's you know, I mean, it's just like the way that they kind of have everybody, like every hardcore wrestling fan, just sucked in. They could do no wrong. You know, I don't think there's. I think as well as it's doing though it, with that hardcore fan I, fan base, I wouldn't mind if we got to a point where like SmackDown was was like definitionally the B show. Like it's where you go when you're when you outgrow NXT. Like it's the AAA. Like NXT's double A, SmackDown's triple A. And then getting called up to Raw is like a huge so like the Raw after WrestleMania is call-ups from SmackDown, and SmackDown gets all like the big shocking NXT call-ups. There's one reason why that will never happen. And it's the TV deal. Yeah. As long as you make it seem like they're on the same level, then you will get paid accordingly. That's true. It's, and at some point, but you maybe know they go to Fox or something, and they and you know the people there are smart enough to say, "Let's rethink things." And I'm not saying my idea is the smart way, but like you, it's time. You know, it's it's not a bad idea to rethink things. I wouldn't be you, shocked if NXT ends up having a second show that's a part of the TV package. That wouldn't shock me at all because mm-hmm. the, the goal is for them to all three to be on the same level, in some way, at least in the minds of the fans. Yeah, yeah. It's been a good week of wrestling. It has. Or not really wrestling. It's been a good week of sh- shaking up. <laughs> I think we are about to hit a very dull point in the year. Yes. The former pay backlash season. Now it's greatest backlash season. Uh, it's not uh, It's not going to be good for the next couple months. But, you know, SummerSlam's right around the corner, guys. Don't lose faith. Don't lose hope. <laughs> We got some interesting weeks. Ahead. I like how you're just the voice of hope and optimism in, in the pro wrestling audience well, now. Shit, David, we can't just stop watching wrestling. That's what you say. Um, no, we 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 can't. Uh, thanks for coming on, as always. Yeah, this has been a really fun week, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see where all this stuff goes. Yeah, me too. I'm just excited to turn on Raw on Monday and see who's feuding with who. It's going to be yeah, fun. New stuff, new matchups, new new everything. It's. I'm glad that they do this every year, and I hope that it continues and becomes a tradition because the more structure the calendar has, the more opportunity we have as fans to kind of get geared up for certain things and to expect certain things. We'll talk about the Greatest Royal Rumble next week. <laughs> I, I don't even want to try to predict what the hell is going to happen. At this but week. I was just going to say, the only the, the, my only hesitation about being excited about Raw next week is that we're still in this Greatest Royal Rumble holding pattern. Yeah, like, and, and we don't know if any of it means anything. If, if what ends up happening is that Roman wins the belt and nothing else of significance transpires, then what a weird historical blip that's going to be. Yeah, it's well, you know what a lot of people have been comparing it to is this Tuesday in Texas which was the famous Tuesday pay-per-view yeah, in 1991. It was, what, two weeks after the Survivor mm-hmm. Series where they did the Hogan-Undertaker rematch yeah. and then they hold the belt up and do the Rumble and all that stuff. I think it's going to be similar to that and that they're hot-shotting this this whole Roman-Lesnar thing to give it some significance similar to Undertaker and Hogan, whereas otherwise it would be a throwaway show. Yeah. 
But yeah, Raw and SmackDown, even though they're both brand new rosters, it's the go-home show for the Greatest Royal Rumble for both <laughs> both brands. So I don't expect a great show it's, next week. But it's whatever. not the go-home show. It's go to the airport and get on an airplane and fly for 20 <laughs> hours or something to get there. Wrestlers are the hardest working people in the world. It's true. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, it was a very fun week of shaking up. Next week, we'll see uh, how things shake out. And apologies, as always, to Dean Ambrose. We'll see you back here next week, Humanoids. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on The Mass Man Show. Um, yeah, Nikki, call me. <laughs>